How are you feeling about Thor turning one? It's a weird kind of pivotal feeling. I um, was in so much denial for like, I think the whole month, his whole 11th month, I was in denial and quite emotional about it actually. (laughs) I didn't want that first year to be over. It was so special and I felt like the days could be so long, but yet somehow the year went so quickly that I felt like I didn't have enough, maybe like awake brain time to be able to soak it all in. Mm, You didn't feel present. Yeah. You know, there's so much um, change that happens as a mom too, that you're trying so hard to adapt to at the same time as trying to soak in all of their precious little moments. And, you know, I think I needed that whole month to kind of process <laughs> the fact that he was going to be one. The day before I was in kind of a daze, I, I was really in denial. Like, this is not happening. I'm so sad. I can't believe this happened. I want this to be so special for him, even though he's probably not going to remember much of it. It did end up exceed far exceeding my expectations and I think the celebration of it from all of our family really helped me kind of like get over that hump (laughs) (laughs) it need you need support you need support for sure yeah so I feel better today (laughs) and I'm excited now to go into this next phase with him um there's like a huge leap of learning that happens from now until two so now really Oh, yeah. You're going to have to tell me about it because right now, I mean, Frida's turned one almost two weeks ago. And I keep on looking at two-year-olds and I'm like, they're the same age. And I'm like shopping for clothes and it's like one to two years old. I'm like, dude, so much happened the first year. Nothing's going to happen next year. She's going to be like the same. (laughs) (laughs) I can totally see how it feels that way. But there's so much that happens in terms of their developing their autonomy and their independence and they're suddenly going to be these helpers and they want to help you with everything and they become so interested in everything that they learn is so new and they experiencing it in a different way and want to practice it over and over and over again there's so much fun stuff that happens in that second year I I believe you. And I'm also going to (laughs) contrast you because I am rejoicing that this first year is over and (laughs) I was not sad about it at all. Um, (laughs) I will say when, when I see a baby, I'm like, Oh, that's so cute. It's a baby, but there is no way. And I have appreciation that I didn't have before, but Mm -hmm. no way am I sad about (laughs) turning one. I'm like, and that is completely valid. Everyone is going to feel the way that they feel about it. And it's all the way that you're supposed to feel about it. It's perfectly normal. (laughs) But this is why it's so helpful to like hear from other people. Not everyone's going to be sad like me for a whole month. (laughs) And a lot of people are, you know, so Don't feel bad if you feel sad or you don't feel sad. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So I did have a little bit of sadness when you told me you had been practicing singing and birthday stuff with Thor. Oh, (laughs) it's not too late, Emily. It's not too late. I know. I know. And you 
show made me realize that because for some reason I had this voice in my head saying, you can't sing happy birthday or blow out candles or do any of this birthday stuff unless it's her birthday. And I really did try to make the most of it. And she had a fabulous birthday. It was just family, but you know, we woke up, I sang to her every moment that we could. And she really like absorbed it. And we went, you know, she had a beautiful birthday cake by her grandmother. She blew out that candle. We had a candle at the ice cream parlor and she had presents and it was super fun. And that night we went to sleep and she's like cuddled up to me and she like gave me a kiss and like laid back Aww. down. And I was like, oh my gosh, she gets it. Like she knew, like it was as if she was telling me mom today was very special, you know? Yeah. But <laughs> in my head, I said, I could only do that on that day. And I think you made me realize like you can do it any day. You're the parent now. You make the rules. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the beautiful thing about this age too, is that when they experience experience something new like that, they want to do it over and over again. So I guarantee you if you brought out the candles or if you brought out the balloons, she would get so excited and you can use those fun things that she had a great experience with to help her learn a lot of new skills. Like you were saying the blowing of the candles, how you guys went to the park and you saw her figuring out how to blow a little napkin away. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Jason was playing with her with a napkin and it was super light. So he was blowing it and she was just really interested in it and the you know we're exaggerating the blowing part and so she was doing it and like oh that clicked this way and you were actually saying something about how that's good developmentally for their for their muscles in their mouth yeah yeah so it's really great practice for them because it helps with language development because they're learning to use their facial muscles in different ways and also just for language development in terms of following directions and kind of listening and watching what you're doing because now they can listen and watch at the same time which is a big step too and been able to drink out of straws and and suck through a straw but blowing is a different skill so that's really exciting and they love to practice it in so many different ways getting to blow bubbles and blow paint through a straw different things like that so flowers dandelions yeah yes. yeah. yeah okay yeah. So, so i have some ideas for like a birthday themed day and you actually, we did a post, <laughs> mainly you, but on our own Freedom Thor Instagram, we did a post um, and it shows what you said at for Thor uh, bows. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the play that we did at home for, for that month, it was dual purpose. Um, one was because I, I wanted him to feel excited and not overwhelmed by the experience. So I wanted to introduce him to those materials ahead of time. He still couldn't quite grasp the unwrapping of the gifts because I didn't really wrap anything, <clears throat> but that's okay. It was fun. It was dual purpose because he got to experience those things. We sang happy birthday during circle time and did the bows because it was a fun fine motor activity, but it was, it also gave me the opportunity to play with him and kind of process through <laughs> 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 mental therapy. I had the opportunity to sing happy birthday to him and cry in front of nobody before it was actually his birthday. <laughs> 
Okay, just quick detour. I read that <laughs> book, um, Love You Forever. Like, what is it? I Love You Forever, My my Baby You'll Be. I read that to Frida today and cried. And I'm like, I hope she doesn't notice. It's okay that she notices I'm crying. She's yeah. <laughs> You can't not cry when you read that book anytime. Doesn't matter how many times you've read it. <laughs> I really want to hide that book. And it's also so creepy, but like it's so nostalgic because my mom read it to me. Oh. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. Yeah. <laughs> we could do a whole other podcast on that book. Totally. But yeah, there's so many skills with all of those activities. And the fun thing is, is that, um, you know, she may end up coming up with her own ideas about what a birthday party looks like. And eventually, you know, you can bring in other animals or like dolls if you want to use them. Um, and it's, it's a great opportunity to, you know, talk about social emotional learning too, what it means to do things for others. While that understanding isn't fully concrete yet, it, it, it's never too early to start talking about it. Yeah, she was giving you kisses. And so, you know, she's starting to kind of understand the idea of kindness and what that looks like. Um, and then also they're building their autonomy. They're starting to build their autonomy and their independence. And so things like you were talking about decorating the room for a day, just to have a day. Let's, so let's break this down. One, explain what you did exactly for the bows activity. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, what I did was I just uh, took a square of wrapping paper and I put masking tape on the wall. And then I used contact paper like you line drawers with in the kitchen or wherever in your house. And I actually put the sticky side out. So it is a little challenging. Oh, okay. I didn't even yeah. realize that. I yeah. thought you were just, you know how yeah. most bows are sticky? I thought you were just like sticking them, but that's extra sticky, I guess. Yeah, it's extra sticky because I actually wanted to save those bows for later. <laughs> ah, ah. activities on a budget. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I used the contact paper um, so he can do it over and over again. And he actually ends up putting, I had cut out little pieces of felt um, that he sticks up there or like his puzzle pieces sometimes too. But it, you can totally use the sticky side of the bows and put it on windows and walls. It, it'll stick a few times over and over again. <laughs> Oh, cool. I like it. I like it. It's like a baby bow pin the tail on the donkey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you have a slightly older child too, and you have patterns on the wrapping paper, you can have them practice like putting Targets. it on the lines or. <laughs> cool. Okay. I like that one. And then um, the other one was singing, of course. Yeah. You can sing anyway and all the different versions and also different languages. Mm -hmm. And there's so many resources. Uh, she actually got a little music box that sings happy oh. birthday from her cousin. So yeah, I'm, I plan on doing some singing. Yeah, she, and yeah, she loves music. So it's even just like music practice. Yeah. Yeah, we ended up starting circle time at home, um, primarily because I felt like I wanted to set up a little bit of structure in our day. What's circle time? Circle time is, a, I picked an arbitrary time in the day particularly helpful if you kind of choose a time where they have recently napped and probably recently eaten because they can focus a little better. And so I picked 1130. It just worked for us. I have a blanket that I put out that's specifically for circle time. And so I unfold that blanket and like get really excited. It's circle time. It's circle time. 
<laughs> I put the blanket down, we sit down, and I've chosen a few, a few songs that we sing just for now, but it can evolve into a lot of different activities, and it just sets up a good time for them to begin to know that that's a time to focus, and there's a lot of things that they learn in circle time, but right now it's just fun, and... <laughs> Um, we'd have sung happy birthday many times and he claps and gets really excited. So. Okay, cool. I have so many questions now that you just, <laughs> well, I, or more observations. So I have noticed that there are ways for Frida to communicate if I give them to her. So for example, so my question is, you know, do you keep this blanket? I get, well, but you have it at a certain time. I'm really bad with schedules. I try, but I'm not that great. Specific time every day. Yeah. Do you have the blanket in a certain place? Because I feel like if Frida, okay, you do, because Frida would maybe go to that if we develop something like that. And I would let her know. I'm trying to do that with her with the pins and pencils and give her a certain spot. So if she wants to say draw, she can go to the box and it can be yeah. her level. Um, I know she's capable of that because she does it with the potty. Mm -hmm. She actually did that quite early where I was like, oh my gosh, you can tell me things. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes I wonder, you know, does it need to be out in the open or like, should it be in an accessible drawer? Because sometimes I wonder, does she just see it and go, oh, that I want to do that. Like I'm like that. I'm, I'm so easily distracted. I could be on my way to the bathroom and be like, oh, look, there's something to eat in the fridge. Um, so oh. is there like, yeah, does that matter? Well, at this time, they're starting to really begin to appreciate the, the kind of repetition. And so it could be both. It could be both because they're starting to build their sequential memory as well. And so they could beginning to remember, oh, yesterday after I ate, we did this and I want to do that again. And so it might not necessarily be that they exactly remember yesterday, but they're starting to build that sequential memory. And so, okay, what comes after this now? What comes after this now? So it could be both starting now and, you know, it could be around age one, having things accessible to them is so important for helping them build that autonomy and feeling successful that they can communicate with you in terms of what they would like to do. But I would also kind of put a warning, not a warning, but just like a little disclaimer out there. If it's something that you want to have complete control over where you need to be there to make sure that they're safe, whatnot, I would put those things in a place that you can get to. And maybe there's a way that they can signal that they would like to do that so that you know, but don't have things accessible if it's something that you're constantly going to be telling them, oh, we'll do it later. We'll do it later because that can just set up for frustration. Mm -hmm. But it is important to have things out that they can get to, to feel successful. And you can change it up. It doesn't have to be the same all the time. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even if it's in a drawer, that's okay. They're learning how to open and close the doors safely. And it's really what feels good to you and what you choose to have out for them. And it really does help when you observe what they're doing and you kind of build off of that because they just learn so much faster if they're excited and interested in it. Totally makes sense. Okay. So the last activity I want to cover, we briefly talked about it, but this is wrapping and unwrapping presents. But also you said that ripping paper developmentally is great. And so it's so my little tidbit. I was like, I just can wrap up anything, you know, for her and <laughs> it doesn't have to be a present, which I love about all these activities because that it's fairly cheap and accessible, you know? Yeah. Even like newspaper or old paper or magazines it can do. Yeah. 
Absolutely, yeah. Maybe we want to be eco-conscious, but even paper towels if you're really desperate for something. <laughs> but yeah, wrapping and unwrapping things, it's, you know, they've got that object permanence now, so they really know what's in, you know, something's inside there and I put it in there and they might have a good time with putting something. They love to put things inside containers and take them out. And so it could be turn into a whole thing of, oh, I put this in here, here it is for you. They're kind of learning that social emotional aspect of it too. But the ripping the paper, yeah, it's something that we don't always think about because ripping tends to come up in, in adults' minds as, oh no, you're ruining it, right? But that sensation of like ripping the paper and the texture of it and feeling it and seeing that they can maneuver and manipulate a piece of paper to be able to do that just is really great for their fine motor and hearing that and kind of experiencing the texture and the material of it. And so it's something that we forget that that's a fun activity for them and they can do it for a long time. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. You can build some strength too. It's just something that we oftentimes are like, ah, don't rip that. But giving them the opportunity to rip something that's okay too will help them not always constantly want to do things. And, and it's appropriate too, to show them that certain things we don't want to rip, like books, we want to be, you know, nice to our books. <laughs> but Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need to do something um, constructively is, is always a great outlet. The fancy word that you used, that was the concept. I think I learned a little bit about it where like, if there's a toy and it's covered over the blanket, they think it's disappeared. And at a certain point, they understand that it's just covered. Exactly. Yes. Object permanence. Thank you. <laughs> just, just clarifying. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly that concept. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to plan a day or a few days because that's what I feel like I feel like sometimes I just creatively run out of ideas and it's mm -hmm. so nice to know that there's some things around the house that I can do and like I know like our neighbor is having a birthday party in a week or two yeah I'm gonna try like a birthday themed day <laughs> yeah, like a lot of fun. Yes. thank you for reminding me that I'm the parent and I get to make the rules <laughs> Of course. Well, you also were watching Frida closely and noticing that she was excited about it. So that's amazing. I think it's also going to be fun. Um, <laughs> fun is, is a different word to decorate and also clean up and decorate with whatever we have in balloons and bubbles or streamers or, you know, toilet paper. I feel like that is a bi-weekly thing that Frida likes to play with is toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we can also clean up, practice yeah. decorating and cleaning up. Yeah. Using tape to put things up is great for dexterity too. And learning where, where it's safe and okay to put things up, kind of following those, those directions again. And also cleaning up is a huge fun can be so fun ta task for them at the end it helps if you're excited about it too like oh we're cleaning up we're gonna put it all away <laughs> so i used the barney song do you remember oh, awesome. <laughs> do you remember this song clean up clean up everybody every yes. day clean up clean up everybody do their share yeah that <laughs> Frida loves it. Perfect. I, I never would have thought this about myself, but I have a song for pretty much everything. <laughs> Brushing your teeth. Yeah, I, I kind of have this superpower where I can remember lyrics to a song. That's incredible. Yeah, I don't know how. It's not 
necessarily useful unless you're doing karaoke, which I occasionally do. But <laughs> well, it's a great way to learn stuff. If you can put it in a song, you can remember it forever. Well, you can because you have that superpower. I unfortunately do not have that superpower. <laughs> I, I have you heard like there's this I guess when you take away a toy from a child say while you're cleaning up you to make a noise so I think I got it from my uh, niece's music class so they say bum bum when they're like taking and it's just kind of like a warning like I'm gonna take this away from you <laughs> you know yeah so it's kind of a different communication instead of a a word it's more of a sound indicator like this is coming like a warning essentially yeah and i think yeah. it's 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 kind of like a reference point of like hey we're putting this away but it's going to come back again like with her bath toys is mainly what i do the cleanup thing with so before her mm -hmm. bath i dump them out and i say what toys do you want in the bath she puts them in and then we clean up we sing the song and if she holds one and doesn't let go of it, then I would say bum bum and yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, those are helpful cues for, you know, communication about what's happening. And again, that like sequential memory of, oh, okay, now we're all done with this. We'll put it away, but we can get it out again later. Yeah. So this is what the podcast is basically going to be, guys, is me just making up stuff that comes out of the songs in my head and he is going <laughs> to analyze it and explain what it actually does. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Anytime. And on that note, let's have the rest of a good weekend. <laughs> yes. Indeed. We'll, we'll see. We'll hear from you guys next time. Thank you for listening to our Frida and Thor podcast. We are so excited to have you join us and hope you were able to take something away from today's conversation. If you were excited about Circle Time and want to know more about it, stay tuned because we will be talking all about that in our next episode, what it might look like in your home, what it's good for, and how it might be helpful in your day. We can't wait to have you then. And if, as always, if you have questions for us, please send us a direct message on our Instagram at Frida and Thor.